Hi everyone, you're listening to Booze and Booze, episode number three. This month's theme was chosen by my lovely co-host Chelsea. She chose the theme of voodoo and the movies The Skeleton Key and The Serpent and the Rainbow. Uh, My apologies for jumping around the story within both films. Our hurricane cocktails may have been a tad too strong. (laughs) Thank you so much for taking time to listen to our little podcast. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Booze and Booze Podcast. If you wanted to give us a like, a follow, or even a share, that would be pretty cool. Uh, Please enjoy the show. What about me? Am I good? Okay. All right. Um, Hello. Hi. Ooh. (laughs) Welcome to uh, Booze and Booze. This is, well, this would have been episode four, but. I don't know what episode we're on. Three, technically. We're going to upload three. We're going to upload three. This is the fifth time we've recorded? Jeez. Yeah. Okay. Last time was my my fault. I'm sorry, guys. We've uh, had some technical difficulties. Which is why my brother's here. Yeah, we have an official sound guy. We have a sound engineer guy. Oh, we sound engineer. Sorry. Engineer? Yeah. And uh, we're super fancy because we don't know what the frack we're doing. We're official. Mm-hmm. Um, hi, welcome. Uh, let's talk about, before we get into movies and what we did, um, Saw, excuse me. What are we drinking, Miss Chelsea? We have a hurricane. Mm-hmm. One of the movies we watched this week, um, parts of it took place in New Orleans, and Karina just traveled to New Orleans this past weekend, so mm-hmm. she thought we would try a hurricane cocktail, yes. which I didn't realize she'd never had before. I no. thought they were pretty common. I tasted one in New Orleans. My brother's girlfriend had one. It was super sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd definitely say it's a girly drink. Girly? Yeah. Uh, it tasted like Hawaiian punch. Yeah. Like it was like sugary. to get white girl wasted. Oh. That seems like... The thing that all the drinks have in common are just like a really, they put a crap ton of alcohol in the drinks and then they mask it with, with sugar. sugar and fruitiness. Yeah, um, that's how you get fat. <laughs> um, ooh, it's toasty in here. Um, okay, uh, so I uh, f- went to New Orleans, uh, so I decided to go with The Hurricane. Um, the movies we're talking about this month we picked two. Miss Chelsea picked two. We are watching, we watched, excuse me, The Skeleton Key and The Serpent and the Rainbow. Um, when, I don't when, know why I picked voodoo movies. We were discussing something last time and I was like, oh, The Skeleton Key is really good. Oh, yeah. But I don't yeah. remember what it was. I don't have a thing for voodoo. Mm-hmm. I thought it was interesting. I, I, I liked both. One more, a lot more than the other. Um, and you said you did some research into hoodoo. Yes. Uh, well, three different types of voodoo, I guess, that come up in the movies that we talked about. Um, there is, let's see here, like Louisiana voodoo, mm-hmm. which comes up in the skeleton key. 
Louisiana voodoo or New Orleans voodoo. And then there's hoodoo, which also gets talked about a little bit in that same movie. Mm-hmm. And then in The Serpent and the Rainbow, there's Haitian voodoo. Mm-hmm. Um, and they all are... They're all originated from African mm-hmm. folk religion and yes. European. It's all kind of a mix, right? Yeah, yeah. Especially uh, New Orleans uh, voodoo um, and hoodoo, uh, since those were established here in the U.S. during... Um, well, let me, let me just go over all the mm-hmm. information that I... I read um, Louisiana voodoo or New Orleans voodoo is a cultural, excuse me, is a cultural form of the Afro-American religions developed by enslaved West Africans, the French, Spanish, and the Creole population of the state of Louisiana. Voodoo became integrated with the Catholic and French culture of Southern Louisiana as a result of Creolization in the region resulting from the Atlantic slave trade. Uh, Louisiana or New Orleans voodoo is often confused with Haitian voodoo and Southern American hoodoo with an H. It differs from uh, Haitian voodoo with the emphasis on gris gris, which is an amulet that is believed to protect the wearer from evil uh, or brings luck. Is it like an evil eye? I don't. I don't know. I didn't really read too much into oh. it. It was. I read that it's just something they keep on. But the you person. wear it like mm-hmm. a necklace. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, they also uh, include voodoo queens, use of hoodoo, paraphernalia, and the grand zombie. Hmm. Um, the terms gris gris and voodoo dolls were introduced into the American vocabulary from Louisiana voodoo. Uh, the grand zombie is the what does it say? Major serpent spirit of worship. Is this the Haitian or the Louisiana? This is still Louisiana. Okay, I figured, because the the grand. Yeah. Um, it's uh, the major serpent spirit of worship among New Orleans voodooists. In New Orleans voodoo, snakes are not seen as symbols of evil, as in the story of Adam and Eve. Snakes are considered to be the holders of intuitive knowledge. The name, the grand zombie, is most commonly linked to the name of Marie Laveau's pet snake. Mm. And Marie Laveau was a Louisiana Creole practitioner of voodoo renowned in New Orleans. She is known as the queen of voodoo. We Did you act- watch American Horror Story? I saw parts of that one. The witch. Yeah. Is, yeah. Um, we actually, when we were there, we went into like the garden district and we parked outside of this um, cemetery and my brother's girlfriend, Alex, was talking about, oh, well, one of these cemeteries, we're going to have to look it up because that's where Marie Laveau is buried. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Laveau, Laveau. Um, and so we're walking by and we see the name like, oh, there it is. So we should go in on our way back. And we got back too late to Aww. the car and it closed. I'm so bummed. But um, as I, I'm actually more bummed that now after I've been reading a little bit more about her. Oh, so maybe I'll go back to New Orleans. Probably not for a while. Um, Okay, so that's uh, New Orleans or Louisiana voodoo. Uh, hoodoo, uh, American, let's see. Uh, African American folk magic. Uh, African American hoodoo is a traditional African American folk spirituality that developed from a number of West African spiritual traditions and beliefs. Hoodoo is the practice, practice excuse me, of spirituality carried to the United States by West Africans as a result of the transit as oh lord transatlantic slave trade it is a blend of the people of the congo benin benin i don't know how to pronounce it uh, togo nigeria and others 
So that's hoodoo. And then so it's just from Africa. It doesn't have any other influences, I guess? No. Well, I, out of all the three, it, it seems that Louisiana voodoo and Haitian voodoo are more of a religion. And hoodoo is more of just folk magic. Folk Bowie. magic, yeah. Okay. Um, it doesn't have anything to do with Jesus or God or whatever. No. Um, Haitian voodoo is a syncretic, nope, syncretic religion practiced chiefly in Haiti. Uh, Buddhists believe in a distant and unknowable supreme creator. Um, bon. It's, it's spelled B-O-N-D-Y-E, and it's derived from the French term bondu, so I'm going to, I don't know if that's how you would pronounce Just it in English. Bondu. Bondu. Which means good God. According to... Like an exclamation, like, good Lord, good, like, good God. God. <laughs> <Yeah>. Okay. <laughs> um, according to voodooists, uh, bondu does not intercede in human affairs <clears throat> and thus direct their worship towards spirits subservient to bondu called loa which it's spelled L-O-A, or it can be spelled L-W-A, so I'm just going to say Loa. Unlike saints or angels, they are not simply prayed to, they are served. They are distinct beings with their own likes, dislikes, distinct sacred rhythms, songs, dances, ritual symbols, and special modes of service. Uh, Haitian voodoo originated, originated in the Caribbean and developed in the French Empire in the 18th century among West African slaves when African religious practice was actively suppressed and enslaved Africans were forced to convert to Christianity. And that's basically it. That's a little bit on at least the three types of voodoo we're going to encounter in our movies. Well, you learned more than I did. <laughs> um, I guess you want to start with the serpent and the rainbow? Sure. Is that what I heard? I will let you jump in. Okay. Um... Like I said, I don't have a thing for voodoo. Uh, I just liked the movie The Skeleton Key and wanted us to watch that one. So the next voodoo movie I could think of, I'd never seen it in The Serpent and the Rainbow, but I'd heard about it. And whenever I'd looked up, like, top 100 horror movies you must see, this movie has always been on that list. Really? Yeah. I've never noticed it. Um, I'd always heard of it, and I knew it was about voodoo, but it's from 1988. Mm -hmm. Bill Pullman who's the best president ever. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's the main character, Dr. Dennis Allen. And um, he travels to um, remote locations, it seems, throughout the world, researching different medical and religious practices and customs. And that's how he gets all mixed up into this voodoo in Haiti. I guess, so let's just start from the beginning. Um so it's a little confused. Um, so it opens up with uh, Dr. Allen Pullman. I'm going to call him Pullman. Um, he's so in the Amazon. He's somewhere. in the Amazon, and he's basically this tribesman. Tribesman, sorry. <laughs> um, head guy? I don't know what to call that guy. Shaman? Shaman. Duh. Uh, gives him something to drink. Uh-huh. And Pullman basically goes on a crazy drug trip. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I think around. that was kind of expected. Yeah. And he thinks he's like, they show him his spirit animal. Which I thought was pretty cool. I well, thought that was it's a It's a leopard. First, he's afraid of it and he's running from it. Yeah. And then he's like rolling on the ground playing with it. And the shaman is looking on laughing because there's Bill Pullman rolling around on the ground all by himself. Yes. Um, what, what was it called in Harry Potter where you would, no, oh, damn it, no. 
uh, okay, never mind, because nobody can see what I'm doing right now, and <laughs> making sounds doesn't help. Um, okay, sorry, I'm not. I don't know anything about Harry Potter. <laughs> Great. I know I'm a big old letdown. <laughs> um, all right, so he goes through that. So when he comes out of his hallucination, mm-hmm. um, the helicopter pilot that got him there is dead. How did he die? Who exactly. It? Um, but he did say that he did feel an uh, evil kind of an oppressive feeling while he was there. Yeah. Um, so that really wasn't explained. And that then wasn't. he runs away. Mm-hmm. Um, he goes back to Boston. Yeah, he runs away, find, gets himself to a village, somehow gets his oh, way back to right. Boston. The jaguar showed him where to go. Yes, the jaguar, his spirit animal, his showed spirit him the way. Uh, so they just show him like chasing after the jaguar. Then he comes across this road, this truck. He's trying to get a ride, and we're just you know, oh, okay, well that's him finding his way to safety. Yeah. And then we flip, or excuse me, we change scenes to Boston because he, he is a Harvard research mm-hmm. doctor person. Yeah, and um, he's in a meeting with this. I don't remember his name, but this guy wants him to go to Haiti mm-hmm. because there's reports of zombieism. Mm-hmm. And did you recognize the other gentleman in this meeting? Oh, um, I wrote it down. What's his name? What's his, who's that? Um, he's it's Alfred. Alfred. Yeah. <laughs> yes. From the first Batman. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah. I got super excited about that. Yeah. Yay. Um, so they send him off. They want to study what this is. Yes. That's so bringing people back. back. Oh, we do this a lot. We, we start talking about something and we're like, oh yeah, well previously in the movie, Earlier, backtracking, uh-huh. the very beginning of the movie, we saw somebody's funeral. Oh, yeah, that's we right. Saw Christo- we saw this character, this person in Haiti. He was dead. He got poked by doctors. He got like a needle stuck in his eye, no reaction. They put a mirror under his nose, no breath. So we see his funeral. Mm-hmm. So when Dr. Allen Pullman has this meeting, they are like, this guy, here's his death certificate. Seven years later, here's a picture of him wandering down the street. Yes. So that's why they send him to Haiti to research this because they think it's some kind of exotic anesthetic that they've never heard of and that they can market it and research it <laughs> and use it and make a billion dollars in the pharmaceutical mm-hmm. arena. So yes. that's why they send him to make money. Yes. Um, yeah, that's right. I totally forgot. Even though I wrote it down there. Duh. Uh, okay, so they send him to Haiti. And he finds a lady. Oh, yeah. Of course, there has to be a lady. I love how... Is there a horror movie with no boobies? For real. (laughs) Okay, we'll get to that. That's farther. Now we're jumping ahead. Um, (laughs) I love the way that he kind of like... It's like he's... um, It's like he's writing in his journal what's happening, but he's narrating it. Yeah, I like that too. Um... So you know he makes it out alive because he's telling the story. (laughs) That's how I kind of looked at it. Sometimes I think, did they do this? Because some of the scenes couldn't be, like, explained the way a normal movie would. Uh, Whatever. Anyways, okay, so... uh, Are you asking for explanation? I know, I should For some of the 80s movies you've picked? I I think this one for 80s movies we've gone over is pretty good. I picked an 80s movie. I don't know. Give me some credit. I feel like Toxic Avenger was. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> that one made so much more sense. Totally. <laughs> um, okay, so the company's called Biocorp, blah, blah, blah. They want the drug. They send him over. And who's the nightclub owner? Why did I write that down? Oh, um, so he gets to Haiti mm-hmm. and meets the 
doctor, lady doctor. He makes a comment that, um, what was it? It was just the narration as he sees her. He's like, wow, she was so much more than I imagined or something like that. Just because she was a woman. She was a woman. Whatever. I don't think it was creepy. I thought thought it was kind of like, what? She's a lady doctor. She was prettier than you anticipated or something. And that she was a lady. This is the 80s. They didn't have lady doctors back then. Shut up, (laughs) woman. (laughs) Do you notice every other doctor in the movie was a white man? In Haiti, every other doctor was a white man. Oh, I didn't even notice that. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right, woman. I'll give you that. Um, okay, so, so they decide to go find Kristoff. Yes, so he asks, and they go out, because Kristoff lives in a small village from where they are, and they go to the cemetery to find them. Was the nightclub first, where she is dancing? And they meet oh, Lucian? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, is that his name, the nice guy, Lucian? I don't know. Okay. I didn't catch his There's name. There's the bad guy, but... The little guy? Little mean guy? Yes. Uh, Oh, okay. I forgot about that scene. Yeah, that's why. Who's the nightclub owner? Uh So that is the nightclub owner. Mm -hmm. His name's Lucian, I think. Which, every time I heard it, it made me think of the vampire movies with Kate Beckinsale. Underworld, because Lucian is one of the vampires in there. But anyway, so he's the one. um, They go and ask about... Mariel says she doesn't want to dance. Yeah, that was weird. Next thing you know, she's dancing. Because the lady, like, did did they show the lady blow something in her face? Like no. Like, she was trying to walk away? She was, it looked like some. I don't know, somebody did something, but she was, started dancing all sexy-like, mm-hmm. but she definitely had this blank, just glaze. Yeah, yeah. So you could tell it wasn't really her. And then we see the bad guy, whose name is Patrod. Sure. And he is uh, the head of the secret corrupt police force in Haiti, in mm-hmm. Port-au-Prince. Mm-hmm. So he says, Lucian, who is a nice nightclub owner, says, yeah, you got to watch out for this guy. And he looks like the Grinch who stole Christmas. <laughs> he has a funny little face. He's got these teeth that stick out just mm-hmm. like the Grinch. Uh-huh. <laughs> and a frown just like the Grinch. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that little scene where she's dancing and, she, and then you figure out she's possessed and then the other guys are like one's they show it earlier one's biting into glass another one's like mm-hmm. biting something that's on fire and they're getting holes poked in there yeah they're letting the tourists this is a, a place for white tourists people to haiti I, I don't know <laughs> and i read um i did my own research mm. the stupid blonde lady that's poking the needle through that guy's face Bill Pullman's newlywed wife. <laughs> they had to include her. She was just hanging out on set. And they're like, hey, do you want to be the stupid white tourist in this movie that's based in Haiti? Sure. Yeah. Um, so that whole scene happens. And then they it, go looking. Oh, yeah. They go Christoph looking for Kristoff. In the cemetery after mm-hmm. dark. Mm-hmm. And then, like, they're hearing little noises. And, like, it turns out to be grave robbers and her reaction to Bill Pullman getting scared. She was like, ha, 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 ha. they're just grave robbers. Exactly. Like, like, aren't grave robbers like a bad thing? That's, that's kind of scary. Should Why be are upset? you laughing? <laughs> um, so they go from the cemetery to like that cop fighting place. And they meet that dude that apparently has been making the zombie powder. I don't know. Maybe because I don't have anything written down. Okay. <laughs> I think I skipped some parts. 
uh, let's see. Um, uh, oh, yeah, I think that's where they do. Um, because then... My next note is about how he goes into his hotel room and there's like a dead pig or whatever on the wall and all that blood everywhere. That's like a warning to him. And he jumps out of the balcony. Oh. And he jumps. So he like runs away from yeah. his room. Right. Oh, okay. Um, and then that's when he, um, they follow that whole procession of Haitian of people to the, that lake and everything. The Virgin Mary pilgrimage. Yeah. That yeah. pilgrimage. And then, um, it looks like everybody goes all Jonestown. Everyone just laying on the ground taking a nap. Yeah, that was that was weird. I, I just assumed that it was just like a long walk to like at first, like everyone was walking and then they show everyone getting to like this church or it looks like a temple or something. But nope, they walk by, they keep going and into the waterfall. Woods. Yeah. And then everyone's like passed out mm-hmm. and there's candles everywhere. It was weird. And then he has that hallucination or With that the drink and the there's, bride. There's a zombie bride and then she That was kinda icky. That was a little creepy, her her noises that she was making. And she pulls her jaw and then a like snake dislocates comes out. And it holds yeah, big old snake like yeah. shoots out at him. The serpent. Mm-hmm. Um and so And then they go have sex in a cave. That's that what was you, that's what you do so stupid when you're at a religious procession at a waterfall with the virgin mary you go have sex in a cave <laughs> i was like so they just cut I to them thought, getting frisky while everyone is outside the cave i thought swimming. she was being possessed because that look in her face well that was she's so, on top that was so weird Probably like, the unsexiest sex scenes ever. i wrote down that that was the weirdest close-up of her face like they were just pictured on her obviously they panned down because they got to show lady parts yeah and then it was like back to her face and so much for keeping it professional between two doctors (laughs) that's why there's no lady doctors jeez god (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah they uh they canoodle in the cave and then um and then the the secret police come after him right this is where they first take him um i think my bad that we did skip about mozart in the cockfight and that he gives the gives him money to give the goat the powder oh he scrapes the goat because he yeah 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 he tests this powder on the goat because he wants to see if it's actually real so he makes a little mark on the the goat's hoof or something right he hears that this guy mozart makes the zombie medicine which is a powder he mm-hmm. finds mozart mm-hmm. and he says i will give you money you give me the powder so he wants him to prove it on this goat he marks the goat so the next day he's like oh okay yeah the goat died but i want to come back tomorrow i want to see you raise that goat from the dead mm-hmm. so he comes back and it's not the same goat Mm-mm. because it doesn't have that mark on it yeah so he leaves and mozart which i think is an interesting name for this guy mm-hmm. He's like, okay, no jokes this time. I'll really show you how to make this powder for mm-hmm. $1,000 this time. So he agrees. So he takes him out to the woods. And there's all kinds of weird ingredients, like blowfish. Yeah. And towards the end, they had him, they had Pullman, like, squeeze this bride that they dug oh, up. which is the one he saw in his hallucination yeah. at the... At the thing so his hallucinations are just giving him views of what's up to come because mm-hmm. it was like all that. every single thing yeah but that was happening because so is that what the grave robbers that the, they saw earlier in the movie were they digging up somebody to get that brain juice to make zombie powder i don't know or does it just that that's a profession in haiti is that's being a, a grave robber that's a thing i don't know 
um so, so then they get caught by the police the then, secret bad oh, okay so they they make it and then they have to wait and then he gets caught <clears throat> they get caught and then so he's telling him he's kind of threatening him like listen you need to he's caught he's tied to a chair yes naked yes and then they do the only thing that really made me squeamish in well, this he, movie i think the, the the line that the bad guy Petrod says because bill pullman's like what do you want do you want me to leave the country i'll leave he says i want you hear your scream mm-hmm. <laughs> and he takes a big giant railroad nail mm-hmm. and a hammer Yes. And all you see is his goons hold Bill Pullman's legs apart and yes. he hammer he hammers it between his legs. Yes. So I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> but you find out later he just nicked the scrotum. I no know big he deal. Says it I know the, <laughs> the doctor. It's just a scrotum tear. LOL. Uh, but I mean it's not like didn't go straight through his penis I or a testicle. Yeah, I was like, ah, it was, they nailed like, his like junk. just taken like yeah. Like that. Yeah. And then they it's throw like him out. piercing your earlobe. There you go. Why is he crying? Um, so they throw him out, and he's in his... Whitey. He's in his whiteys, tidies a bit. Tidy whiteys, and he's bleeding. Like, he got his period. Sorry. Uh, yeah. And so they throw him out, and so the doctor takes care of him. Mariel. Mariel his takes lover. They're lovers now. lover. And um, while he's resting and uh recuperating from this he has a vision um it's a vision of him in the coffin yes that was creepy i didn't like that yeah and he's he's in a coffin and he's being buried alive Mm -hmm. and then the coffin fills up with blood Mm -hmm. uh so he wakes up yes he wakes up and he gets dead body in bed with him yeah, whose dead body was that? That was Kristoff's sister. Where did the sister come from? At the very beginning, uh-huh. when it's Kristoff's um, funeral, uh-huh. um, there's a woman saying, Kristoff, Kristoff. Uh-huh. Remember when he had the tear coming down? Yes, I noticed it, that. Okay, so yeah, that was her. Oh, okay, so that was the sister. And her head was chopped off. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, Petrod's secret police force breaks into his little beach hut and kidnap kidnaps him and we're assuming that they already took Marielle. Yes. So they take him back and But do we know why he wants to get rid of him so badly? Is it because he's investigating like he's looking maybe he sees this American who's getting into information or trying to research into business that he shouldn't be poking his nose into maybe? But why? Like is hoodoo, is voodoo a big secret? Like, why? I don't know. Maybe it, it's because, I don't know. The powder, I assumed, was it's like, we don't want anyone to know about this, this powder. And this Petrod guy, he gets a lot of, I think, like, ego power, uh-huh. like, and local power from, yeah. And so maybe he's, like, he's afraid somebody else trying, maybe he's a bully and he's just afraid somebody else is trying to up him. Maybe, because during this whole thing, I didn't understand. I didn't do any research, but what was the whole political background? I of did that? a little bit, like that much research, oh. <laughs> and it was very oppressive government. And even during filming, the Haitian government told production, 
we can't guarantee yeah. what's going to happen. And they had to stop production and go over to the Dominican Republic to I finish. Yeah. So there was some kind of government overthrow or something. There was a lot of tension at the time. Oh, gotcha. And some footage, I think maybe at the very end when you see the cars going to the airport was real footage of the real the president or prime minister, whatever kind of government that they had at the time. That oh, was real footage. Okay, yeah, because I, I didn't, I knew something was happening, and then they, they showed it too about towards the end where someone gets overthrown, whatever government mm-hmm. it is. But I just assumed that, well, maybe this little guy is part of it, and he's kind of like on a power trip. Like, this is my he's area. He's the burger master, master burger. Yes. <laughs> um, so they take him. And basically, they make him a deal. Listen, you need to leave. You don't come back. And, and he, they do have Marielle. Yes. And she's telling him, just leave. I'll be fine. Yes. And little man tells Pullman, like, listen, I'm not going to hurt her. She's Haitian. I have nothing. Like, I can't. I'm not going to do anything to her. But you mm-hmm. need to leave, and you can never come back. So they kick him out of Haiti. And they put him in a first-class seat. I know. They, they put him on the plane, and there's all these other Americans, and they're all scared because sunglasses security guy he has a gun yeah getting on the airplane yeah and then uh mozart jumps on so he works nights at the airport i guess that's a, like a part-time job okay along with making zombie powder okay um <laughs> so they uh he gives him he asks for his money first and then pullman says i don't have it but he gives him the powder anyways kind because of bad timing yeah ask for some cash mm, whatever uh so pullman goes home he brings this powder back and I was really curious if they were going to show, because he brings back to a, a, a science lab, mm-hmm. uh, Biocorp is the name of the company, I think. And I thought they were going to tell us like the breakdown of what's in it, but they don't, which I was kind of disappointed. And I was like, well, what is this stuff? Is it like an anesthetic that just kind of numbs you out and puts you out for a little bit and then you come back? Is that think that's what's going like, on to me that was explained oh was is that like in the beginning no oh. like when they're in the lab and they're looking at the computer screen and he's explaining all i all i got was that it turns they taste they tested it in animals some kind of animal or something oh well it turns off all your sensory all oh, your okay. pain all your uh-huh. you all your movement you can't do anything but you're awake you're you, just still you very can, conscious yeah yeah I still wanted a breakdown. What is this powder well, stuff? Well, since it's not a real powder? Uh, whatever movie. Okay. Wes Craven owes me some answers, but I guess we're not getting those. Aww. But I thought uh, I liked like the very typical 80s movie computer screen. Yeah, these little little categories. And data. Like, this is what data. data looks like. <laughs> the black and green. Uh-huh. Um, so they go to dinner with the guy that hired him to go to Haiti. The BioCorp. BioCorp guy. CPO. Yes. CEO guy. And it's supposed to be like a celebratory dinner party. Yes. For his research and finding this powder. And before Pullman left, little Napoleon guy uh, told him, like, I can I can hurt you here, but I can hurt you more in your head. Oh, the bad guy. Can, his yeah. name's Petrod. Petrod. Um, I like little guy. Um, Petrod. I thought that was pretty scary, especially at the end when it did happen, mm-hmm. that I'm not going to like cut off your pinky finger. I'm not going to break your legs. I'm going to be in your head and yeah. you never know when I'm coming and I'm going to yeah. fuck with you for the rest of your life. But so he can, he can get in your head and he can make you see things or whatever. But then how did he control the wife? Because she started acting, she bit 
the glass. Which is what somebody did at the, the nightclub for the tourists early yeah. in the movie. So he can possess other people because then he, he just, she jumped over the table and at him. And if it had been a hallucination, if it snapped and everybody was just sitting there eating dinner, and that would have been different. Yeah. But everybody else saw it and yes. was trying to... <laughs> Nobody was trying to help him. No, They're just down. standing there watching her try to stab him. I wrote down, I was knife. like, Alfred and the husband aren't as shocked or surprised as you think someone would be if they or saw trying their... To help. No, they were just like, oh, oh, okay. I thought it was weird. So uh, he runs back to Haiti mm-hmm. because he realizes that uh, Petrata is still after him and that Marielle is still there. She could still be in trouble. Mm-hmm. And uh, he so was right. The, yes. So they see that Pedrad is taking these people in, including Mozart, and he gets beheaded. He does. Poor guy. I liked his cowboy hat the whole time. Yeah. Um, and then... And then Lucien. Lucien. Oh, yeah. The owner, who's yeah. got a little voodoo in him, too. Yes, he was trying to protect Pullman when he first got in, because when he landed... He thought he was getting taken by the secret police, but it but was it really was him. Lucien's people. And they gave him a little bit of a protection, and then he ended up dying there. He kind of had a seizure, and mm-hmm. he just died, and a scorpion came out of his mouth. Yes. And then Pullman turns around, and somebody blows a powder into his face. Yes, and then he kind of sort of has like a little... Immediate reaction. Yes. It was like when you're really, really drunk. He had good <laughs> wobbly legs. His jelly legs were on point. <laughs> Have you seen that episode of How I Met Your Mother? Damn it, woman. <laughs> I don't watch that. I'm sorry. But um, yeah, he had an immediate reaction. He couldn't... And it wasn't like he was drunk. It was just he was very disoriented. Yes. But his jelly legs and his face was just white as a sheet. Mm-hmm. And he's walking out, trying and to trying to crawl out, crawl, trying to hold on to a to a wall, trying to grab somebody to hold on to, and people are like, "No, stay away, stay away!" Mm-hmm. And he collapses. Mm-hmm. And the next thing you know, he's in the hospital, and there's doctors looking over him. And then what uh, a shitty doctor! Yeah, yeah. Doctor's like, "Oh, he's dead. Put it on his toe tag." And <laughs> Patron, the bad guy, is like, don't worry, I'll take care of it. And yes. He's like, okay, and walks away. <laughs> Done. <laughs> and so they bury him in the coffin with the cross that you can see through, mm-hmm. like in his vision. It's like a, a, a hole in the top of the coffin in the shape of a cross. Yes. And so he's aware of everything he can see, and they start burying him. And, and the bad guy, Pachad, he puts a big old tarantula in the coffin with him, he says, to keep him company. Yes. Um... So, after they bury him, uh, uh, what's his name? Um, it's other zombie guy that came in at the first. Christoph. Christoph. Christoph digs Unburies, him up, yeah. unburies him. But when Pullman starts like breaking his way through the coffin, he's buried like six inches. I was, I was like, you. You probably could have gotten out on your own. It was like. Did you notice Kristoff's like super speed digging? Yeah, I thought that was like. I think they sped it up. I was like, whoa. Oh, we've got to point out these zombies don't eat people in this movie. Yeah, they just come back. They're kind of just like. And they're not even dead. No. They're just. They're not undead. They're, they're just back to normal, but they're kind of a little and lost. And Trod has their souls somehow. Yeah, he has them in jars. Which but. we kind of skipped over that. But yes, oh. he's got a lot of jars. Oh, well, we get back to that. Mm-hmm. We see them again later. Um, so, But then we don't... Do we see Kristoff anymore after this? I don't think we do. No. I don't think so. No. I think that was it. He saved the day. Yay! Yay, Kristoff. Um, 
So um, Pullman's wandering through town trying to get back to find Marielle. Mm-hmm. And at one point we see, oh, and this is during the government overthrow. Everybody's going nuts running down the street. Yeah. They Somehow he's got a gun at one point. He's walking down the street and he's got like a full rifle slung over his shoulder. He's still stumbling, wobbly leg, but he's got a rifle over his shoulder. Pullman had a rifle? Yeah. Where'd he get a rifle from? Exactly. But then we never see it. <laughs> okay. That must There's have been something they shot. thought. Yeah. And they then were they like, took it out. Yeah. Uh, I think it would be such a good like continuity person to be on set. Like that wasn't on there. Like, that wasn't there. Your yeah. hair, like <laughs> your your arm is like this in one shot, and then you go like this in another shot, and then it goes back and forth. I would be good at that. <laughs> Off topic, but we went to go see uh, Master Pancake in Austin, and we saw Jurassic Park, and that's a big issue in that is movie it? that I never noticed. I was like, dang it, I'm never gonna watch this movie the same way uh, again. Sometimes Master okay. Pancake ruins it for you. I know Jurassic Park. I can Park never is one watch of those. The Notebook again. <laughs> oh, they were doing last weekend. Uh, can't hardly wait. Or no, she's all that which I thought would have been really fun. That was never like near and dear to my heart. So see, it's worse when they take a really good movie and they tear it apart. Yeah. Okay. Back to this movie. Um, So he gets into um, Petrod's secret police headquarters. Yes. And he is in like the kind of torture room and the chair that he was tied to Mm -hmm. in the beginning earlier in the movie starts moving around. Yes. And I wrote down because my first memory of Bill Pullman was not independence day. I wrote down, Casper, quit playing with that electric chair. Oh, yeah, he was in Casper. He was the dad. Aww. So the chair's all moving by itself. I'm like, Casper, quit playing with that chair. <laughs> oh, man. Devin's always so cute. Um, yes, so the chair keeps moving. Then he goes through, like, I don't, was it in this part or earlier when he was there where, like, oh, arms, arms are kind of coming like down they get really six long? Six feet long arms yeah. with no elbows. No, just like, it's just Wah. a really long arm and a uh, hand. Is this hallucination by Petrod? I don't know. Well, is it I, I'm assuming like, so. Like, spells that he, kind of like booby trap spells? Like, oh, if he gets past these defenses in my in my headquarters, then, or is this side effects of the powder? I don't know. I think it could be a combination of both. Probably. Yeah. It's an 80s movie. But what was the point of putting this in his face, that powder? Like, was that someone who was part of the secret police? Yeah, so they could bury him and get rid of him. Oh, that happened afterwards. I'm sorry. Yes, that was. Okay, just kidding. Um, uh, How did he make his way down there? Did he just find a door that leads to this crypt area? Okay. Oh, and they were about to chop off Marielle's head, mm-hmm. and but that's when the government overthrow started. Mm-hmm. So all the was all the secret police people were leaving because they're like, "Oh, Petrod can't be our boss anymore because our oh. our dictator is gone." And so they start to fight, and then all the spirits attack him. Well, and then um, Pullman starts breaking all those jars mm-hmm. that have everybody's souls in them. And I wrote down, I was like, too much soul. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're all ca- kind of attacking him. Mm-hmm. And like little rainbows that you see, and these are the souls. Oh, and the spirit animal shows up again at this point. Oh, yeah. There's he like sees a, what a, his There's like a hologram of a leopard over yes. Bill Pullman. So he's yeah. like got the strength of the leopard in him. Oh, God. Yes. Which, what... What happened in the Amazon and what's happening in Haiti have anything to do no. with each other? Yeah, they kept he kept saying like I could feel this the evil the presence. evil. But where did the evil come from from the Amazon? Like where did it start from? Where was its origin? <sighs> Stupid movie. Um, so you didn't like it? <laughs> okay, let's finish. Let's finish yeah. the movie. Let's finish talking. Uh, 
so they're fighting and then that's about it basically i mean he goes back up to like the room with the chair and then oh that's right and he says uh he wants to break the chair mm-hmm. and uh Petrad jumps out jumps out of somewhere is he like a ghost now I don't know, but he's all his face and his skin and is all burnt up and black and crispy, and they fight. Yeah, and I think uh, he wants to take him to hell with him. And then Pullman does his own kind of voodoo. He moves the chair, and then the chair wraps him up, like the straps on the electric chair. Yeah, and then it moves away, and, and then, then it goes down into the ground. <laughs> oh wait. Uh, no, before he goes down, Pullman gives him the same line, like, I want to hear you scream, oh, yeah. and so the nail comes out and nails his junk. Yeah, and I bet it didn't just nick the scrotum this time, yeah. bitch. <laughs> that should have been a line in the movie. There you go. It didn't. It wasn't just a scrotum tear. <laughs> um, and that's it. And then they're walking through town, all happy, and I'm not a zombie anymore. Done. And I've got color back in my cheek. <laughs> um... You watched it on Amazon, right? Mm-hmm. Did you, the like official movie poster, did you see what the line was? Mm-mm. Don't bury me, dot, dot, dot. I'm not dead. That's it? That's it. Oh, Isn't that horrible? <laughs> so bad. So you did not like it. No. Um, I liked it. I really liked it. Really? Mm-hmm. I, I have think... you seen anything like it? No, I have not. That's why I liked it. It was I... different. Different is good. Yeah. Um, I think I just had too many questions, uh, but I was surprised it was directed by like, Wes Craven. Wasn't explained? Yeah, there were just little things that weren't explained. Too and many plot holes. Yeah, plot holes. Uh, this came out what February fifth, nineteen eighty-eight. Yeah, just in time by for Valentine's Day. Ooh. Uh, yeah, I didn't know this was a Wes Craven movie. And yeah, I, I like. Didn't he die recently? He did. Um, I apologize for that joke I made. I'm sorry. The only thing, I'm, it was made a lot better, and I'm not, like, harping on you. It was made a lot better than some of the 80s movies you've picked. (laughs) I'm just proud that I picked an 80s movie, and that, yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't, I think, I don't, okay. I didn't see anything wrong with it. I think it was just the plot holes that it was, I just, there are too many not too many. There weren't a lot, honestly. There were just a few things that I that didn't connect well together, and uh, that I had questions about. But overall, it was it was a decent film. Because uh, I've never actually watched a lot of movies based on like voodoo or anything, and it was well, a different type of zombie, which you yeah you didn't really need to call him a zombie, but yeah, it was alright. It was good. I, well, I, in voodoo, like in the like real voodoo. Mm-hmm. Do their zombies eat people? Or are they... So, so no. this was a f- real zombie. <laughs> George zombie. Romero. Me. Yeah. <laughs> George Romero. Not his type of zombie. Yeah. So, uh, um, we agree to disagree. I liked yeah. it. It was decent. It was all right. Um, I give it a... Are we ready? Should we rate stuff? I honestly don't think we can because... Especially from different decades, different types of zombie... Or different types of horror movies. They're yeah. just so vast and... Do you think this would be a good remake? Like, if they redid it, do you think it, they could? Absolutely. Yeah. Today. I would be okay with, with this the, being remade. With the effects that they can use today, and then with the attention to detail, you know, they there wouldn't be those plot holes. Yeah. 
that you're complaining about. This would, this would be a movie I'd be okay with them Absolutely. Redoing. I think it would be so good. All right. We're going to submit that to someone. All right. Remake it, people. Okay. So the next movie is The Skeleton Key, 2005. Mm-hmm. I picked this movie also for some reason. I'm not sure why, but I think it's a good one. I liked it. I liked it a lot. Um, I remember when it came out, and I didn't – I don't know why I didn't watch it. I guess I just didn't think it was going to be good because it had Kate Hudson. Yeah, I'm not a Kate Hudson fan. Yeah. But I like her movies. Like, I don't like her. Like, uh-huh. How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. See, if <laughs> – Karina shook her head. People can't hear you shaking your head. I'm shaking my head. No, it's, it's not a good one. <laughs> but that's movie. one of the movies. If it's on TV, I'll sit and watch it. I won't go look for it. Gotcha. But if it's on TV, I'll watch it. So gotcha. I don't like Kate Hudson, but I like this movie. Yeah. Um, Skeleton Key came out on August 12th, 2005. Wow. It was directed by Ian Softley. I don't know who that is. Didn't look it up. Nope. Stars Kate Hudson, Peter Sarsgaard, who related to, to um, hot guy hmm? the hot guy the hot, yeah the hot guy he's yeah he's pretty cute he's married to jake gyllenhaal's sister maggie gyllenhaal oh i meant is he related to alexander skarsgård oh no no oh I there's don't, no there are different skarsgårds yes hmm and hollywood really yeah no uh gina roland who i think the only thing i know her from was wasn't she in a league of their own I feel like she played older Gina Davis. I don't know, but this will be the second time I've mentioned The Notebook. She was the old, oh. old Allie in The Notebook. Oh, yeah. Uh, would you like to start sure. off? So, uh, Kate Hudson's character, Allison, or excuse me. Caroline. Caroline Ellis. She is a, um, I thought she was a nurse. That's what it looked like at the beginning. Yeah. And she was uh, working at a funeral, or excuse me. <laughs> They're not there yet. Well, These hurricanes are starting to work. They're magic. <laughs> but no, she's working at a nursing home. Mm-hmm. And one of her patients she's reading to, she's reading Treasure Island. She looks up and he has passed. Mm-hmm. And she's in charge of his personal effects. They box it up and she takes it to the front desk and waits for somebody to come collect his personal effects. Nobody comes. And she's told her to just throw it out. And this dumpster is full of people's personal effects mm-hmm. that nobody came to claim. And that really bothers her. So she decides she doesn't want to work in this nursing home anymore. She wants a more personal um, workplace that she can connect with someone. So she finds an ad in the newspaper as a hospice caretaker. Mm -hmm. So um, she meets her friend Jill at the bar Mm -hmm. to talk about it and says that this is a really great job. She can get her hours to start nursing school. Yes. That's when I was like, shouldn't you have, like, shouldn't you already be a nurse before you start, like, full-time hospice caretaker I don't you would think so um maybe she I don't know she maybe I don't I don't think they have the same requirements like if you're going to be a hospice care worker I don't think she actually does anything I don't want to say of importance because she does care for these people but there's nothing really medical related I don't think besides so if something happens, she just has to call someone else who's higher and more experienced. So you I don't just know. hire somebody with enough muscle to lift you out of the bathtub. I think that's what it is. Okay. I had a job in a elder elderly care home for like <laughs> two days, uh, and that's basically what they did. Oh, okay. I worked in the kitchen. I was a server, but I didn't last because people were mean. But <laughs> 
uh, yeah, they didn't. They don't require you to have but much. But full time caretaker, you don't have to have any medical training. That's different than what she started out with. Um, as far as I don't know, I'm, I'm the assuming they just got it. Yeah, it's the movies. They can just do whatever. Um, so she sees this ad. She drives out to the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Oh, she's originally this nursing home's in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. She uh, is driving out to Terrebonne Parish, New Orleans, which her friend Jill warns her is out in the swamp. So she Uh-oh. gets to the house, which is a, it's falling down, but it's a beautiful old plantation house. Mm-hmm. Yep. And she's wearing this cute little sundress, mm-hmm. spaghetti straps, short skirt, to a big job interview. Yeah, she looked super casual. Mm-hmm. Flip-flops. Flip-flops. I don't know. Maybe it's really... And she just walked into the house. She just walked in. She knocks. No one's she there. She didn't even knock. Oh, she, she did? Just, she just she said just hello? She just said hello, and then just opened the door and walked in the house. She walked in, and then... Wouldn't you walk around back first before walking in? Yeah. Because that's where I wouldn't she found them, in. out I back. I would just leave. Yeah. She drove an hour to get there. You would just leave? Yeah. You don't want to do Probably here. <laughs> um, so, she meets Luke. Uh, the cute lawyer. Who was the Skarsgård kid we were talking about? Mm-hmm. And I don't think he's that cute. I think he's kind of cute. I can't think of the other movie I saw him in. He looks familiar, but I can't. I can't pinpoint him to any specific movie. Um, so she meets him, and he's the one that set up this interview. Mm-hmm. And she visits the home. They meet, and they're out back. And she meets John, who is... In a Ben Ben, sorry, not John. Well, John Hurt. She meets Violet and Ben. Violet and Ben, yes, and they're the old folks. Violet is a little bit rude at first. She doesn't like the idea of someone else coming into her home, especially not a southerner. Yes, Um, she says she won't understand the house. She won't understand the house. And Ben, you meet him, and he's just in his wheelchair and he's, they say he's had a stroke he can't speak he can't move he's bedridden yes and then and it happened in the attic and it happened in the attic and then ben grabs you know caroline's arm that's, that's later is that later mm-hmm. oh no just kidding yes that is um caroline oh. decides to leave she's like no this old lady doesn't want me here i'm leaving so Ben, no, God damn it! Luke follows <laughs> her out Luke to the car, and her. at this point, he's kind of. This is which I'm proud of myself. My antenna first popped up because he's really trying to get her to stay, mm-hmm. and he even contradicts himself. Well, he, he's he, he's contradictory because he's explaining to her why Violet would be kind of brusque with her. Uh-huh. Her husband's dying. Yeah, they've been together forever. They're soulmates. Mm-hmm. And then Caroline says, well, what did she mean by the house? I wouldn't understand the house. Oh, yeah. And he just shrugs his his shoulders and says, I don't know. The only thing I know is her check's clear. Mm -hmm. It's like, so one minute he's, oh, like, oh, her heart's breaking, blah, blah, blah. And the next she's just a check that he gets in the mail once a month. Yeah. So he's really trying to get her to stay. Yeah. I just took it as like he just doesn't want to interview any more people because they've had multiple people for this position and quit. Um. So she accepts the position, and she packs up all her stuff. She's saying goodbye to her roommate, Jill. And she has the cutest little buggy, and I want it. Oh, I'm so over those things. I want one. Uh, You want an old one like that? I want an old one. Um, So she's on her way. She's packed her stuff up. (laughs) She's driving back to the mansion, and she stops by a gas station. 
Which, if you're taking, it's not a long road trip. It's only an hour away. Yeah. Wouldn't you make sure you had enough gas before you left? You would think. Uh, So she stops by this very run-down gas station, and she notices the red dust that's outside of the doorway into the house or the building. Um, She sees, like, all these bones hanging and... Alligator skulls and Yeah. Stuff. No one's answering. She's trying but to she pay for her gas. music or yeah. something. And she goes... She's walking through the store, and she comes to where, like, I guess that looks like where they live in the back of the store. And this blind woman pops up, and she's holding a naked baby. The baby looked naked. Oh, I, I didn't know. notice. I don't know. I just saw the baby. And then this woman... This younger woman comes and, like, you know, ushers her, ushers away. her away. But they look at Caroline like she's crazy. I'm like, yeah. you are the weird people living in the back of a gas station. <laughs> she was saying hello. She yeah. just wants to pay for her gas. Uh, so she gets to the mansion, and she notices she's unpacking, and she notices that there's no mirrors. All the mirrors have been removed. And even in the, even in well, the yeah, bathroom. Well, yeah, but she takes a mirror off the wall and notices there's no mirror. Did, did you catch that? Was there a mirror there and she took it down? Like, there was the tile above the bathroom sink and it was shaped to hold a mirror. Uh-huh. There was a mirror propped on top of that tile. Oh. Like, it was there temporarily. And oh. she pulled it down and noticed, oh, there used to be a mirror fit into this tile and someone removed it. Oh. No, I, I don't know why I didn't catch that. I don't know. I just remember her pulling something down. I just it thought there was a, a placeholder. Oh. Um... So, no mirrors, and... She asked Miss Devereaux, who's Violet, yes. about it, and she just makes an excuse. Oh, when you're old as wrinkly as I am, you don't need reminded every day. And yeah. walks away. Yeah, and she tells her not to replace them. Yeah, no mirrors. Yeah. Uh, she also gives Caroline a skeleton key, mm-hmm. and it's supposed to open every door in the house. I had a skeleton key once. Really? Skeleton key. I painted it pink and I gave it to my high school boyfriend and for Valentine's Day one year and told him he had the key to my heart. Oh Lord. <laughs> <laughs> and when we broke up, he gave it back to Aww. me. Isn't that cruel? <laughs> Here, take it. Um I think I threw it out the window driving back home. Oh god. That wasn't good skeleton key. You should have kept it. Um didn't go to anything. Oh, it didn't? No. It was just a decorative yeah. type. I want one that works on everyone's well, door in my neighborhood. I know. Ugh, no. I'm going to go buy an old mansion in okay. the swamps. Um, all right. So she gets a, a skeleton key, and it's supposed to open all the doors. And then um, Caroline finds that she's – oh, uh, so she's out back. They're in the garden. They're in the garden, and she's tending to Ben. Um, and uh, Violet's looking for a specific type of seeds Mm -hmm. uh, for her flowers and she sends her to go up to the attic to grab them yes so there do I always have to be the one to point out what doesn't make any sense what so you have this huge three four story why are they in the the attic rooms yeah you have a shed I know you have a shed Mm -hmm. even without watching the movie yeah or you have a garage why are the seeds in the attic which you already pointed out to Caroline is where you keep the nice crystal in China that's true yeah why are the seeds up there I don't know maybe she was cleaning she happened to have them in her hand when she was gardening she's like you know what I need to do I need to go clean and she left them there 
And it's movies, so. It's the movies. You have to have. So she sends Well, Carol they didn't even need to have that there. They could have, like, she could have just been wandering the house getting used to it. Mm-hmm. And she finds the door. So she goes up to the attic. Yeah. And um, just a lot of old stuff. Mm-hmm. But she sees there is um, a hidden door. It's hidden by this shelf with mm-hmm. knickknacks and paddy wax on it. Mm-hmm. And the key won't open this door. Mm-hmm. But then she hears Violet calling her. She finds the seed packets and she gets back downstairs mm-hmm. and asks about that door. She says, I think, I thought you said the key opened all the doors. Mm-hmm. And so because uh, Ben supposedly suffered a stroke in the attic. So when she questions Violet about the small room, Violet says she's never been in the room because she could not unlock it, which I thought, mm, who buys a house and just accepts that there's a room you can't get into? Well, there's already 30 other rooms in the house. It doesn't matter. That's kind of creepy. Like, oh, it doesn't open. We don't know what's in there. It's We just blocked it with the shelf. Did she say already that they've been there since 1962 and they bought the house from a brother and sister? Did she? I think that comes later. I thought they already said that. Maybe they did. I don't know. Because that's that was their room, she said. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, she sees a picture, which I thought was kind of weird. Whenever this did happen, she was explaining, and they go by the... Uh, the mantle or whatever. Yeah, and there's a picture of the brother and sister. I'm like, why do you, why do you have that? Mm-hmm. Um. So but she said she likes to respect the memory of those who lived in the house. Mm-hmm. Weird. Yeah. Sure. Um, so uh, what happened then? And so that night, um, <gasps> even though there's nothing romantic in this movie, mm-hmm. we get to see Kate Hudson's side boob and we get to see her in the shower. There was just, yeah, because. there was no reason for any of that. Um, but that night she's in after her shower, she's in bed sleeping and you hear this like oh. rattling like brrr, this mm-hmm. like really harsh mm-hmm. metal sound and she's yes. running all over the house trying to figure out she's calling for Ben. Yes. And she goes up to his door, which why isn't her room right next to his room? If she's his caretaker. She's on the ground floor, he's on the second floor, so she's running around. She opens his door, which was locked. Mm-hmm. He's not in bed. Yeah. She's running around and then she realized that his door was locked. He didn't come out the door. Mm-hmm. She runs back in. Somehow this bedridden, crippled old man got out the window. Mm-hmm. So she looks out the window and he's on the roof. Of the porch. Of the porch, yeah. And that, that metal sound was his, he's dragging himself across the corrugated metal and it's his feet dragging over the bumps in the metal. So we find out he's not paralyzed. Well, he's not a, just a stroke victim. He just seems to be paralyzed from his legs. Mm-hmm. He can move. He's very weak. Yes. And um, uh, he falls from that roof to the ground. Luckily, on lots of leaves and stuff. On lots of leaves, so probably her, but not as bad as it could have been. So Caroline runs out, and so does Violet, and she sends Caroline to go get his wheelchair. So Caroline goes back up, and on his sheets, Ben has written, help me. In dirt. Using soil, yeah, dirt. And she hides it away, and she grabs his wheelchair. She goes down, and uh, she says that, they need to take him to the hospital. Violet says, tomorrow, tomorrow. And that she needs to double his remedies. Yeah, whatever it is that she's giving him. Yeah, she him. didn't really explain what his medication she gives him every twice a day is. Which, as a caretaker, if Caroline's going to be the one doing that. She which, should know what it yeah. is. But it's the movies. It's the movies. Um, so eventually, 
Caroline finds her way back into the uh, attic again, and she's able to unlock it. This time she's just snooping, right? Yeah, she's just looking around. Um, And she finds a large collection of very bizarre items. Once again, reminds me of American Horror Story. I need to finish that season. That uh, one not with that one. Not even, not just this one. Mm-hmm. Um, just all the stuff in jars and oh. creepy medical stuff. And anyway, it reminded me. Oh. I need, I've only finished one season, uh, and it's the asylum one, and I didn't really like it that much. Mm-hmm. That one. Murder great. House is the best. Mm, okay. Anyway, um, so she finds all these weird items, and she finds all the mirrors. And Is so this where she found the records also? She, mm, I think so. This is where she finds everything, yeah. And then she also sees this, like, doll with its eyes and its mouth sewn mm-hmm. shut. Is it a life-size voodoo doll? I think so, yeah. Um, and so she finds the mirrors, and she takes it upon, him, upon herself to just hang them up. She's yeah. not going to ask. She's just going to put them up to see what happens. Um, Did Was she doing it to see what happens, or do you think she was really doing it to, like, brighten the place up and like be nice i think she was doing it to see what happens because i think because i didn't really think she was like suspicious of anything yet at this point i got a little well i think she was and she was a little um uh, suspicious maybe of the wife she doesn't know exactly what's going on Mm -hmm. but she thinks it's weird that you know between the mirrors and the help me yeah she's like what's trying to crawl away on the roof and all this stuff that's in this little room so she would be awesome to have a room like that in your house though Mm. and then discover it (laughs) yeah that would actually um so she puts up all the mirrors and she puts one up in ben's room and violet comes in and is very upset and then she finds out um is this where she tells her, like, they go off and Violet talks to Caroline about specifically why? Yeah. Like, this is who, this is where they talk about uh, who they bought the house the from. Yeah. And, and she said that you can see them the in the ghosts. mirrors, the ghosts. And um, uh, let's see here. And then they go, and then we s- switch to... Caroline talking to Jill, her well, roommate. Should we say what Violet told her? Oh, what? About the children and the servants and everything. Oh, is this where we go over the story of what happened? Oh, I thought that's what you said. Is this the part or no? Where she took her outside and explained what the room in the attic was. Oh, I thought we were just talking about. Okay. Yeah. No, just kidding. I'm confusing myself. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So we talk about the mirrors. You can see the ghosts in the mirrors. And then they walk over and Violet explains that the original owners were having a party and they were rich muckety mucks yes they owned a bank or something mm-hmm. like that and they had two children and then they had two servants mama something. mama Cecile and papa justify yes and and they were hoodoo folk yes and Both of them. um so this party's going on, and everyone's getting drunk, and they decide they want to say goodnight to the kids. Who had a party? Yeah. Like, who knows how, like, they partied back then? Yeah. Nobody wants to stop and say bye to the kids before they go home. No. The <laughs> so they're wandering around. They can't find them. Everyone's freaking out a little bit, and then they get but up no, to... no, they decide to make it a game. 
Oh, that's right. Like, we got to find the kids. So they find him in the attic, in the hoodoo room Mm -hmm. with Cecile and Justify. Yeah. And they're doing some kind of hoodoo ritual. Yes. And um, the adults get, of course, all mad and everything. Mm -hmm. And they end up lynching Papa, Justify, and Mama Cecile. Yes, on the tree outside. And they also burn them. Yeah, that was... that I, was an upsetting scene. I didn't like was, it. No. Um, Especially, I always feel more like that horrible picture. And forgive me for not remembering what university it was. But when um, the first black students were allowed in, and there's that famous picture of them walking. Or was it the high school? See, I apologize. But there's a woman in the picture. Mm-hmm. And the hatred. And she's screaming in the picture mm-hmm. at them. The hatred that's in her face. Mm. just makes your skin crawl mm. and in this movie when they're burning the burning the people that are hanging from the tree they show a woman take a big swig oh, of yeah. whiskey or something straight out of the bottle and spits it on them and mm. that a woman does it it just makes my skin crawl because mm, you yeah. can see like so many movies and tv shows it's always the men that are more brutal mm-hmm. so to see a woman do that even though it's just a movie it's, uh, yeah no it's it's mm, ugly um in both senses. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so. They burn. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> she goes back to Jill, her roommate, mm-hmm. and she's talking to her about what's going on. What she, she took found. that record she found from Papa Justify. Yes. She took it back to New Orleans to uh, Jill's apartment to listen to it. Oh, yeah. And Jill seems to think that the magic in question is hoodoo and she's got to answer somebody that's into that yes and so they walk over and it looks like it's a store that's inside like a, a washity area type place and i don't think they call them that over there no what <laughs> a wash and fold i think it's laundromat it's laundromat it's here in texas they call them washity okay <laughs> um <laughs> is that a texas thing yeah oh washeteria. like talk talk i can't even say it right Takaria? Yeah. (laughs) Um, Okay, so there's a magic shop. Jill won't go inside because even though she says, no, I don't believe it, but there's still, like, some hesitance there. She just doesn't want to mess with what she should know about. She doesn't want to deal with that. wise. Yes. That's why this movie's not about Jill. No. Yeah, see, Jill's smart. She goes on with her own life. Um, uh, Jill mentions that hoodoo only holds power over those who believe in it and if you do not believe its spells can't harm you which ends up being a big deal in this movie yes so caroline goes back to the Devereux house mm-hmm. and she oh this is where she finds the record uh she visits the secret room again caroline unearths a vinyl record that is labeled the conjure of sacrifice and she takes it to her takes it to her apartment in private and it contains Je- papa justifies voice reciting an incantation um she talks to violet oh this is wow we're so off um, i was about to say uh, this is where Violet tells her about oh. the mansion's sordid past. Whatever. Um, we'll edit it. Yeah. So, <laughs> so they, they, she goes over, uh, you know, what happened uh, to the servants and all that stuff. Um, Violet tells Caroline that she removed all the mirrors. God damn, we were way off <laughs> all the mirrors from the walls because you can see the spirits of Justify and Cecile in the mirrors. 
Um, and so Caroline is taking care of Ben. She's putting him in the bath, and she's like, wow, your wife seems to think something. Very superstitious. She's very superstitious, and she decides to test. Well, she drops the soap and splashes some bubbles in her eyes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So she gets up and gets her little compact mirror Mm -hmm. to look at her eye, Mm -hmm. and that's when she reminded oh that's right mm, yeah so she uses her small compact mirror and holds it up to ben's face while he's while she's bathing him and then he looks in the mirror and he has a very bad reaction and he kind of thrashes about in the water trying to get away yes and then so caroline feels that ben believes in violet superstition um she gets she goes to visit the woman that Jill told her about in the in the laundry mat <laughs> and she tells her she explains the situation like I don't believe in this but this gentleman has an ailment and this this little voodoo shop in the back of the laundromat also uh-huh. has the brick dust the red dust yeah, at so the bottom she, of the door oh she asks about that and you can't cross anyone who means, means you, harm. you harm cannot cross it um and then she goes into the explanation. Also, we see that woman again from the gas station. Is that her? Or no? Maybe. Possibly. The, you're not talking about the blind one. You're talking about the one in the voodoo shop that yeah. was there before her? Yeah. Well, that might be the case, but we saw the blind woman even before we saw her at the gas station. Where did we see the blind woman? When she was, when Caroline was first driving out to the mansion for her job interview. She's walking on the side of the road. She's walking down the side of the road with a shopping cart. And yeah. she's got a, a kid walking with her. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's that. Um, yeah. So it could be. They might be all tied together. Because Maybe. we do see the blind woman again later. Yeah. Um, okay. Does she have a black eye? The, the young woman that was in line in front of her at the voodoo shop? I didn't notice anything. Because I think it was implied. Mm-hmm. Because... The voodoo woman was giving her a, um, a box of some kind of potions or whatever and was telling her how to use it. And we hear saying, like, oh, are you sure this is going to work? Yeah, just do what I tell you to, did, to do. And then when she's turning to leave, she kind of looks at Caroline and puts on sunglasses. Oh. Like she's trying to cover up because she's indoors and it's yeah. shady. So she doesn't need sunglasses. Like she's trying to cover up a black eye. I don't know. So maybe she's trying to maybe fix her man. Mm. Um. So we have Caroline, and she's uh, she's talking to the woman in the shop, and she's explaining that she herself does not believe in any of this, but she wants to help Ben, um, and she thinks that since he does believe in this, that perhaps there's he some believes sort the spell the paralyzed s- him. The spell paralyzed him. That there's got to be some sort of spell, maybe to undo it, and that'll help him. Um, so this woman gives her a box of different items to do a spell to help him out to reverse whatever it is that was put on him a hex or something and so we go back to the house we're back to the mansion and caroline where's violet at this point i know caroline fell asleep in front of the tv that's right yeah and so she goes to ben's room and she locks the door and she tells him we're we're going to do the spell and we're going to help you out. Uh, so she does the spell and Ben begins to speak to her, begging her to help him. And then 
Violet comes in and she's banging on the door and she's trying to come in. So Caroline. She's got a skeleton key. Why doesn't she just open the door? That's true. Why is she banging and just doesn't go in? Uh, so she puts all her stuff together and uh, she lets Violet in. And then what does she tell her? Like, oh, I'm sorry. I was just making sure. He, he was um, he was just agitated. He knocked something over, and I was just trying to tell him a story to calm ah, him down. Tell a story, yeah, that's true. She's like, well, what kind of story? And she said, well, not about ghosts. Mm, yeah. Uh, and then she just, Violet dismisses her and says, that's all for the evening. Yes. Um, so sh- Caroline goes to cute lawyer Luke. <laughs> who seems to accept her theories of magic, but he doesn't really take them very seriously. And she tries to show him the bed sheets. Um, The sheet's there. The sheet's there, but it doesn't have the help me on there. Mm -hmm. So she's like, well, she doesn't know what happens. And uh, she takes Luke to the gas station, uh, where she saw the magical items and she now recognizes the dust that's on every mm-hmm. everywhere that she sees that um, it's outside. The red brick dust is what it is. And um, Caroline goes and sees the old woman again. And well, she hears Papa Justify's record uh, playing. Yes. And so she, they walk out and there's a little shed outside the back and we see the old, the blind old woman again. She's listening to the vinyl records. And um, she asks, the old woman, Caroline, asks if she's ever heard of the record called The Conjure of Sacrifice. And the woman gets scared. Like She said, like, you wouldn't that. say that if you didn't have it. Like, yeah. like, you wouldn't mess with that if you knew what you were talking about. Yeah. That's kind of. Um, and then Caroline just starts going through the woman's records. Yeah. <laughs> Poor old blind woman. Um, so... Caroline's now convinced she has to get Ben away. She has to get Ben away. She's convinced that Violet is the one. That oh, has been and doing let's us. point out at this point when oh the brick dust at the gas station. Yes, Luke doesn't go in. Well, at first you don't see his feet go in, but then they they show another scene and he's inside. He crawled in the window. <laughs> But so yeah, and he, he makes an excuse like, oh, ladies, ladies first, first. Or yeah. And then you don't like he leave. No, she crosses and it's just a shot of their feet. And they're there. He's just Has stuck. Caroline done the brick test with or yeah, not, with not, Violet yet? Not yet. Not, OK, um, but can a person they don't explain this in the movie. Can you like take your because everybody in the South has a handkerchief. Can you take your handkerchief and wipe away the brick dust and then cross? I don't know. Can they touch it? Like, is it? It wouldn't seem like it'd be very effective if you can do that. Yeah. No. Probably not. So he crawled in the window. How can you like, like, let's say that if you believe in it, if it's you effective. believe in it. But like, how do you know? Like, you just see it and it's like, oh, I, I cannot cross this. What yeah. if you're not looking? You're just walking into a house and you cross it, even though you do. Believe I did in think it. that too. I don't know. Because I every time. Somebody saw the brick dust mm-hmm. in the movie. Mm-hmm. Like they looked down, and like oh, brick dust. Yeah. What if you don't see what it? If, you what just if you're walk in a hurry? Through. Is it like, <laughs> is like it some physically movie? gonna stop you? Like, like a force field? A- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like you bounce back? <laughs> yes. Um, movie, explain this. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The next scene, I saw him inside, and I was like, oh, 
okay, maybe not. The, the, there's nothing because the old them. woman was like, "Who's there? Somebody else is there." Yeah, just me, ma'am. <laughs> it's weird Southern accent. I know. I did kind of more of a Texas accent right there. <laughs> um, so we go. Let's see here. So she's um, she tells Ben. Ben. Oh. She tells Luke that we need to get him away from her. We need to figure out how to get him out of the house. And so Luke is like, okay, well, let me figure out what we have to do. Maybe there's some sort of... There's protocol. L- you would be kidnapping. Yeah. And and so Caroline, that wasn't good enough for Caroline. So yeah. she goes back. She's only 25. She's got spunkin'. She knows. <laughs> <laughs> and... So she is convinced that it is Violet who's been doing all this bad, uh, the spells, bad voodoo on Ben, and she needs to get him out of the house. So she decides to drug Violet. Does she use the same remedies? No. What What does she use? Did, did, did I don't know. She, she had used? a syringe of something, which they didn't point that out. Which no, she used to drug her. Just something that knocks you out, apparently. Um, and she was putting it into sugar cubes, like oh, I. I was writing something down. I missed that part. But I do remember because I've seen this movie. I like this movie. Mm. She was using a needle to inject the liquid into sugar cubes. Yeah. And, oh, because Caroline was making dinner for them. Violet was making dinner. Violet was making dinner. Sorry. Oh, she was making dinner when Caroline came home from talking with Luke. Uh Uh-huh. And she poured the brick dust over her door frame to her bedroom. And her bedroom roof was leaking. Uh Uh-huh. She's like, Violet, can you come here, please? Mm Mm-hmm look over here in this corner the my roof is leaking in my bedroom oh yeah the house leaks it's old house just yeah and here's a standing outside the door and it shows her feet like kind of shuffle in front of the red brick dust Mm -hmm. but it doesn't show her look down and see the red brick dust and but she won't come in and she's like well here's a towel for that drip yeah well come here give it to me yeah well i've got dinner on the stove would you join me for dinner yeah so that's when when Caroline injects the sugar cubes ah, with the. That's right. Okay, um, so she's got like this plan. She's gonna knock her out that way, and then she's gonna take Ben, and they're gonna get out. But for some reason, Violet doesn't want sugar in her tea that night. Yeah. So. Luckily, the power goes out because the storm. Yeah. So when Violet goes to get some candles, she just she pours just the whole vial of whatever it is that into she's her been tea. Using. Mm-hmm. And, and it works. Violet comes back, drinks her tea, and falls over. She feels a little woozy, and she falls down. And so... But, and Caroline did accuse her, like, what did you do to Ben? He's not safe with you. Yeah. Um, and then, oh, she falls down. Oh, and she starts um, trying to protect cho- herself with yeah, a spell. Because before, when Caroline walks in, she's like, well, have dinner with me. And so Caroline goes to her room while she's doing all that. Uh, she pulls out that page from the spell book. And puts it in her apron pocket. Mm-hmm. And then... She, uh, Wasn't that gross when she was chopping off the legs of the, and the head of the chicken? It didn't look like a chicken. It looked like a crow because there was black feathers everywhere. Well, some chickens have black feathers. I know. It looks But well, don't you, like, black. pull off all... Is that the peas and teas you're talking about? <laughs> yeah. Don't you pull off all of the feathers before you bring it in the house and, like, put it on your cutting board i think because so. it was like like blood and black feathers all she over was the doing it all there oh. well i've never chopped up a dead chicken so. mm, gross um so, so she goes to get ben yeah so gets him into her car yes they're they're getting ready they're in the car they're about to drive out they get to the gate and it's locked 
This gate doesn't look super sturdy. Did she even put on Ben's seatbelt? No. <laughs> How did he not go through the windshield? I know. They hit pretty How hard. did he not even like bang his head? No. She rams the gate. Yeah. So basically they see the gate is locked and she backs up. She's got her little beetle and she drives fast. It's raining. It's muddy outside. Maybe. I don't, I don't know. Um, so they get, they hit the gate and nothing happens. Like they hit it pretty hard and it, it well, did chains give a little bit. Yeah. They try it again, right? I thought they only did it once. And did then she once. turned around oh, and, and then she slid in the mud. And then she crashed again. And right in front of the house. <laughs> Ben's not hurt again. Yeah. So she takes him out of the car. Into the shed. She puts <laughs> And covers his face with a sheet. Poor like he was ben. dead. Like that shed was already filling up with water. And she put him on a shelf that was pretty low. And then oh. she covers his face with a sheet. Like yeah. literally like, oh. Okay, I'll be right back. I'm not going to leave without you. It was funny. Settling. Um, I just assumed he was going to like roll over and then he's going to drown in the water. So she's in the shed. Caroline, excuse me, Violet is yelling for her because whatever she put in her drink, which Wore was a lot. Pretty quickly. And you would assume that it would knock you out for a while. But it didn't work on her that well or that long. And so Violet's up. She's got a shotgun. She's shooting. She's yelling out Caroline's name. They do live right on the swamp. Yes. So Caroline goes to, she finds that canoe. Little rowboat. Real rowboat. And she rows out. And she's free. And the rain of. stops. Yeah. <laughs> the rain stops. And then they come up to, she hears music. And that's just. And it's like the typical like Louisiana, like redneck Zydeco music. Yes. Like, Everybody parties on Bayou with the cousins. <laughs> um, so we hear that we don't see a house we don't see anything um and then it cuts to her running into a truck dropping her off in front of luke's house yes um this is where it starts to get really good yeah it did and uh so she goes up to his house and she's explaining what's going on and then he walks out of the main room because violet calls him yes and she looks at his desk and it's like what does it say? Something, some kind of some lawyer talk yeah. for beginners or yeah. something like that. And it's a like, state law. Yeah. Beginner state law. Yeah. And there's a few books and, uh, and then there's a bunch of pictures of her like yes. private eye pictures. Yes. Long distance pictures and, and a ring that she found on the attic floor. Yes. It's the, it's the big gold ring with three ring. serpents and like rubies for the eyes. Uh, so she's she's getting a little nervous and she's like, "What's going on?" Mm-hmm. And then, what does he do? Does he knock her he, out? No, he chokes. He her. chokes her, like with a cord or something. Why uh, wouldn't you just knock her out? That's true. Um, uh, so bar- she wakes up. Yeah, he strangles her until she is unconscious, and she wakes up. Yeah, she's bound and gagged, and Luke is driving her back to the mansion. And Violet. he's talking about no matter how long you live, things always change. <laughs> uh, so you're like, hmm, what is he talking about? about? <laughs> so Violet meets them outside, and no, he drags her in the house. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, Violet says, She's "Don't scratch her up any more than she already is." And Violet's wandering around looking for loot or looking for Ben. Yeah, because he's poor thing, still in the shed. Yes. Um, is 
Okay, I'll ask that question after we get to the ending then. Um, then uh, she tell, she keeps asking, like, where did you hide him? And so she... And I can't start until I find him. Yeah. Um, so she tells him where he is. So Vi- uh, Violet walks off. And Caroline is like, okay, she if I'm going to go... Well, she remembers that she has that dust in her room. And, and that it, it's across the floor yes. of her door. Yeah. Um, so she's like, well, if I'm going to go, I want the picture of my dad with me. So she walks towards her room. And, and Luke says, okay, we, we'll go get your picture. Yeah. And so she, she runs in and she slams the door, mm-hmm. jumps out the window. Yes. Luke realizes he can't get into her room. He can't do it. He anything. runs out yeah. the back door. Mm-hmm. She runs around the corner. Mm-hmm. He runs back inside. <laughs> she comes back around the corner. Yes. And gets her bound hands undone uh-huh. with the broken glass uh-huh. and she she's got a jar of the red brick dust she's putting it on every doorway she can find in the yes. house yes on the stairs everything everywhere and um when oh and violet finds ben Yes. Because she said it was in the garden. And poor thing. She pulls a sheet off of him and he's got some garden shears and he's just like flailing around with garden shears. Trying to protect himself. Um, So they struggle. Violet meets Caroline on the second floor as she's trying to like cover all of these door Mm -hmm. entryways with the dust. And she falls. Didn't, wasn't, didn't Caroline like bend down to pour the dirt the dust at the bottom of the door and Violet opens that door Was and she grabs her. Yeah. How did that happen? I don't know. But yeah, they struggle. Yeah. She ends up throwing her over the banister and down the stairs. Mm-hmm. Breaks her legs. And so Caroline finds a phone with the longest extension cord or phone cord and she drags it into the attic room, which is like really like the connection's right there. Don't you think if someone comes up, they're going to go, doop, dig it out, and you're kind of screwed. Whatever. So she's in the... Um, she manages to call 911. Mm-hmm. And Joy. Yes. Or Jill, excuse me. Yeah. And she's in the attic. And, and someone cuts the cord. Yeah. And expected that. Um, Violet gets into the elevator elevator she's yeah. dragging herself well never really meant like who put in why when was that elevator put in it, like because it's obviously not a new elevator it no. wasn't put in since ben had his stroke no yeah why would well maybe it was just i don't know no, exactly i don't know <laughs> but it was very convenient if you're gonna have a stroke have a stroke with an elevator that's true find a house that has an elevator in it uh, <laughs> Violet drags herself into the attic as Caroline finishes. Oh, no, Caroline goes up and she's freaking out. So she decides to draw a magic circle around her. She's going to use uh, the conjuration of protection. Yes. So that nobody requires can hurt her. Blood, sulfur, chalk, and hair. She cuts her own hand. And her, and her own hair? Yeah. The hand look hurt. More. I'd rather cut my hand than my hair. Your mm. hair will... Your hand will heal in a week. Your hair will take how long to grow back? Uh, no, it's painful. Hair will grow back. I don't care how long it takes. <laughs> um, so she feels safe in the circle, but Violet tells her, well, who did you get that spell from? Wasn't it me? And uh, Violet unveils a full-length oh, mirror. Oh, but before she 
makes that big old circle of protection. Mm-hmm. All the mirrors are back. All those candles are lit in the hoodoo room. Oh, they had it set up for mm-hmm. whatever for it was something. that they were going to do. And she accuses Luke of helping Violet so that Violet teaches him how to do magic. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Um, I was wondering, where, what's in it for Luke here? What are you doing? Mm-hmm. Um, and so she locks the door first and then she sets herself up with this protection circle or whatever and so violet comes up how does violet stand up yeah she, her well they kind of show like her legs broken but still but you I don't can't think stand you on could. broken legs yeah, I, don't I don't even if you're in your best health and you're the prime of your life you can't stand on broken it's legs the movies they're they're busted up looking legs but yeah um she pushes a full-length mirror at her mm-hmm. and it flashes between the 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 young girl uh-huh. from like the 1920s mm-hmm. to a young Violet to Mama Cecile. Yes, and then it just stays it crashes. In Mama Cecile. Yeah, and then it crashes into yeah. Caroline. What is she yelling? She's like, "You can't hurt me! I don't. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't believe. believe. I don't believe." And then both Violet and Caroline scream and are knocked to the floor by some kind of explosion, and the mirror shatters on mm-hmm. Caroline as it falls. And then. You see a wide shot of the house, and all the lights slowly flicker on. Everything comes back on. And the sun rises. Uh-huh. And, quote, unquote, Caroline wakes up. Caroline wakes up. Caroline is now cool and calculating and talks like Violet now. And we should have pointed out that the Violet was smoking the entire movie. Yes, and so now she pulls out these skinny little black cigarettes and starts smoking one. Because Violet is in her new body. Yay! <laughs> Which Violet is actually... They switch bodies. Mama Cecile, originally. Yes. Yeah, she's just been... Switching her soul bodies. has been taking over different yes. bodies. Along with... Luke. Luke. And Papa Justify. Ooh, Papa Justify, yeah. Um, yeah, so this is the spirit... Of Cecile in Violet Devereaux's body, who is now in Caroline and Luke. And I think it's funny that Violet, who is now in Caroline's body, they're looking at in the mirror together, admiring oh. their new bodies. Uh-huh. She's like, I told you this time I wanted a black one. <laughs> and then Luke was like, well, they don't stay. Because uh, they're more suspicious of the voodoo. Yeah, they, they believe in it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. So uh, Jill shows up. All the police are there. Mm-hmm. Um, she gave her medicine. She gave Caroline and Violet's body now medicine to make her stroke out the way Ben did. Mm-hmm. So now they're both taken away to a nursing home. So the question I was going to ask earlier was, so Luke, original Luke, is in Ben's body now? Yes. Okay. Oh, poor two young people in these old bodies. You can't do anything. Oh. That's scary. So, um, and then because I'm going to still call him Luke was a lawyer. Mm-hmm. He was able to change Violet and Ben's wills. And, leave and he it told to, Jill that yeah. they left the house to Caroline mm-hmm. so that Justify and Cecile can continue living in that house. Mm-hmm. And that's what ends. Dun, dun. Not a very happy, I mean, it's a, it was a, a rare movie that doesn't have a good ending. Yeah. But, okay, my question is, mm-hmm. so Papa, Cece- Papa Justify and Mama Cecile, uh-huh. I don't remember the kids' names. 
I don't remember. One either. was Grace and the kid. Uh huh. Is they switched and then well yeah I know they went into those kids' bodies uh-huh. and then the kids got old, and then they found Violet and Ben that wanted to buy their house. Mm-hmm. So they were like, yeah, come look at the house, come check out the house, and mm-hmm. then they took their bodies, mm-hmm. and then forty more years go by, and then they mm-hmm. did uh, okay. That's yeah. what I thought. Yep. It's just like a cycle. Once they get old, then they take someone new. It sounds kind of fun. I mean. It would be, if I could do that, it'd be tempting not to do that. Yeah. Be young forever. Well, not young forever, but just live to keep forever. Going. Because one thing, like when you hear about living forever, mm-hmm. it doesn't sound that fun. But would the you stay in the same house forever or would you move around? I don't know. I think I'd want to move around. and Because don't you think you'd be less suspicious? Yeah. No. I think it's just like People the keep same stroking thing. out in my house. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Uh, I'd want to move around. That would be awesome, actually. Just to... Like, Interview with the Vampire, through. that's one of the things I love, that they went all around. They traveled, yeah. I think they're going to redo that movie. I think I heard that, too. I don't like that. Uh... Isn't that with Skeleton Key? I literally um, like. I movie. loved when, like, the beginning credits, mm-hmm. and it was just a long shot backing away from the house. Mm-hmm. That big house in the middle of the swamp. There was nothing around that house. I loved it. I would love to have a house like that. Uh, I read that the house is actually the real house that they filmed in, and that you see shots of is uh, there's no swamp behind it. It's actually in the middle of just like fields. And Did they, they, flood it? they put a CGI oh. l- little area back there for the swamp. It looked, it oh, looked well, real enough. Well, I guess, I mean, kind of. the Rings is how old. If they could do that, they that's could make a swamp. Yes, that's true. <laughs> when did the first Lord of the Rings come out? I was in high like school. In I graduated in 04, so yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, so because I've seen this movie, this is probably the like fourth time I've seen this movie. I like oh. these movies. Yeah. Some things popped out to me. Mm-hmm. Um. Like you said how um, after Caroline, like she knows what's happening, Luke's a bad guy, and Violet says don't scratch her up any more than she is. Mm-hmm. Violet wants that body in good condition because mm-hmm. yeah. she's going to have that body. Yes. And when Caroline first comes to the house, Violet wants to know if you're all marked up, if you've got tattoos. Oh, yeah. All you young she people, yeah. you, you mark yourselves up with ink. Nothing where you can see. And, and needles and well you're scrawnier than I thought you'd be but at least you're prettier oh so oh, yeah. she's she's and yeah. she asked about family she wants to know if her parents are still living if anyone's oh. gonna come looking for her she never knew her mom dad passed away so those oh. things stuck out so I was like oh that's why she's asking those questions that's something I should catch on the second or multiple views yeah. um so is this a movie you're gonna watch again yeah I actually might buy this one I really liked it really yeah wow. I liked it uh I didn't think there was anything really cheesy in here. Like, nothing really annoyed me. Uh, the character's really good. I actually liked Kate Hudson. I kind of liked how she wasn't ditzy. She wasn't dumb. She was kind yeah, of some like... Some things were dumb. Um, but it was movie dumb. It movie wasn't dumb. Kate Hudson dumb. Yeah. It's like, why didn't you just leave when you had the chance? Yes. Why didn't you call the police when you had the chance? Yes. Um, why are you driving your car into a gate with an old man who's not wearing his seatbelt? Why didn't you put his seatbelt on? Why are you covering his face and putting him in a shed and it's he's just on a shelf? Flooding. Flooding. <laughs> um, 
yeah overall i really liked it well good i'm glad i picked movie. a movie that you liked yes ma'am good job um yeah so we only had two movies this month we did good because i think we're even then two movies we're still talking yeah, a lot we're about talking them a lot, yeah. <laughs> so um we'll see um i guess we don't have anything picked out for next month no what is next month june june we'll figure something out mm-hmm. and uh i don't know maybe i kind of want to do oh Universal we've Monsters. the classics yeah yes we i yeah let's do that okay we're doing the frankenstein the the classic universal monsters frankenstein dracula the thing the blue lagoon thing the creature from the black lagoon black lagoon excuse and me. then the Walkman. All those really awesome movies that apparently they And when you say Universal, too. do you mean Universal Studios? Universal Pictures, Universal Studios, okay. one of those? Yeah. Like uh, Oh, back then it wasn't Universal Studios, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, but we'll get more into but it. But that's what you mean. You don't mean like Yeah. The whole wide world knows about these <laughs> Yeah, no, okay. no, no. You mean yeah. the studio that made them. Yes. Um our creature features. That'll uh, be fun. Yes. Uh so yeah, that'll be nice. Back month. to the basics. Yes, we'll start fresh. Um, that's about it. That was our third episode, so we'll keep you updated for next month. Uh, please. Oh, follow us on Instagram, Booze and Booze Podcast, uh-huh. and also on Twitter. Yep, Booze and Booze Pod, I think it's called. And that's about it. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.